are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. Do you know that have you checked inside your butthole song? Yes. Yeah. That Lacey, if I need anything, if there's anything, <laughs> it's have you checked inside your butthole. So thank you. I appreciate everyone <laughs> in the world for that. Hey, is Abigail Breslin in this movie? <laughs> no. Probably. <laughs> Are you sure? She plays the dumpling. She does. <laughs> She That's what they the call dumpling. her on the streets. <laughs> yes. She plays she plays the dumpling that Balling licks closed. Yeah. Listen, first of all, Balling's in this movie with <laughs> red flags. Like <laughs> So I just watched two and I, is is it Biling or is it Balling? Biling. Sure. So I just watched <laughs> two Biling movies recently, one with Christopher Lambeer in it. Um and I'm not okay with watching another one this month. So um, <laughs> here we are. Exactly. Here we are anyway to 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 watch her, and it's not the crow, or uh, or, or Nixon, or not even Wild. Is it, Wild is it the crow, or the crow salvation, or the crow no. dark angel, no, or the it, cr- It's 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 not even oh, Wild Wild West. Is it Clue Two Salvation <laughs> or Clue <laughs> Two Dark <laughs> Angel? Yes, it's clue to high voltage. That's what it is. <laughs> Listen, if that was the movie, if it was Jason Statham trying to have sex on the back of a horse with a back car battery hooked up to himself in those cut scenes for Clue, <laughs> I'd still be watching them. You couldn't, you could not, not let me watch them. Although I will have to say, a career high for her would probably have to be her involvement in Samurai Cop Two: Deadly Vengeance, where she played Dogi. You've seen that. We've seen that, haven't we? Yeah. We haven't yeah. done it on the show, but I mean, I've watched it just outside the show. Are you kidding? It's Samurai uh, Cop too. Boy, the sure words. Have you watched Sam? <laughs> have you watched? Wait, hold on, Courtney. Have you watched Samurai Cop one? No. Holy oh, shit! We may have to fix. Okay. That. <laughs> oh my god. Courtney. This podcast side quest make Courtney watch all of the crap. <laughs> Courtney we've, we've Grinifer on this show. We've covered part robot one of the show. Face. So. You <laughs> do not know what you're missing. Let and just, I say that as somebody who watched Wishcraft. Let me let me just say this, Courtney, that Samurai Cop is a perfect double feature with New York Ninja. Yep. Oh boy. It's on that level. <laughs> it's great. Only so New York Ninja is aware of what it is. Mm-hmm. So camp. Oh, yeah. Except they don't know they're in a campy movie. They think they're in a serious Robert uh, Zarr Starship action Troopers. film. Yes. They think <laughs> Starship yeah. Troopers. Starship Troopers with, with questionable wigs, basically. And a, <laughs> and a sex scene to rival the room. <laughs> <laughs> Only a, instead, of, 
instead of the roast beef, instead of the we got the meats close ups that you get mm. in the room, this is like mm. wide angle single shot. Mm. Like, yeah, you're in a Harold Pinter play with this guy, his hair and um, and, and, his, and some and boobs. His extremely mm. uncomfortable banana hammock. Mm, don't oh, like yeah. that. Mm-mm. Oh, you won't. But that's okay. <laughs> oh, oh, and you also get some of the best reactionary faces from his black sidekick. I'm I, glad we're doing Samurai Cop this month. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he his his sidekick gets some like buckwheat level reactions oh, on his face. It's great. It's it's yeah. great. It's a great wow. movie. Yeah, but you're we're, gonna we're, you're gonna have to watch it. That's it. We're not here this month to discuss that movie. Hello, folks. Welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Uh, Harvey, so- Harvey Firestein joining us for <laughs> Cult Cinema Catacombs again. Welcome back, Harvey. It's been a while. Perennial guest. Harvey. Actually, I sound like I'm about ready to come out with some cards dancing to the final countdown is what I sound like. <laughs> yeah, you do sound a little like Job. He's an illusionist. Yeah, he's going to host the Lego show after this, so we got to hurry up. Which honestly is back and still great. Oh, so it's fantastic. Is it back? Yeah, two episodes in, baby. Yep. yep. Shit. Back. Okay. Well, I got to get on that. By the time this I drops. Gotta, I got to get up on that. <laughs> so originally we were not going to do any episodes this month because of the life. Uh, Halloween. Yeah, I mean. The, candy months, man. The um, I mean, I know we made the announcements in September, and then I realized that working at this haunted attraction that I'm working at, it's taking a lot much more of my time than I expected. And as you can hear, my voice. Gobbling so, it up. Yep. So I, so I was like, you know what? Let's take October off. I mean, we're still going to, God forbid, cover Dick Shark. Uh, we'll cover that in the month of November as well as re- nothing says Thanksgiving like Dick, like Shark. Dick Shark. Exactly. And we'll still cover Repo the Genetic Opera in November. So we'll, so we'll have those. Um, and then I have also decided that the movie that I was originally going to have the three of us watch in November, then I said never mind. Never mind again. We're going to be watching the movie in November because the two of you, if you've never seen this fucking thing that I found for November, you got to see it to believe this, it. This show really should be called, hey, you want to go to the woods and see a dead body? Because that's basically <laughs> what this show is. Oh, this movie oh, no. is the equivalent. This movie is the equivalent. To that. Emoji. I didn't even know we did that. <laughs> this is Stand By Me, the show, at some yeah, point. Sure. Jerry O'Connell's eating a pie in the corner right now, guys. Yeah. This is definitely the show where Corey Feldman wants to get run over by a train on the train tracks. Just get get done with it. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, Roy, how did you know that I'm referred to as the haunted attraction in Kissimmee St. Cloud? (laughs) (laughs) But it's only there. It's only there. That's why you can never go back there. Oh, I, I go back there. I don't go back to Phoenix. They don't let Lance Sanchez within the city limits of Phoenix anymore. So b- before we do talk about the movie that we are here to discuss, and, and by the way, the reason why we are doing this movie this month, which is Three Extremes, is because we found out it's leaving Tubi. Yeah. So 
we're, and this is really the only way to get the movie right now. So we're like, I was like, okay, fine, I'll push through it. Uh, besides, I really want to hear your reactions to this thing. But before we get to it, I have a, in, in, in my Will Arnetti style voice, have a rant that I must go ahead. Oh, oh boy, what is grinding Roy's gears today? And that rant is about, uh, and I'm going to spoil the living fuck out of this movie because I don't care. <laughs> I, I got a rant about oh, Exorcist, Exorcist Believer. Oh, um, I have notes too, but you do your thing first. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I now take back every negative thing I said about Halloween Ends because that film is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre compared to what they did to the exorcist franchise this movie exorcist believer made exorcist to the heretic look like the exorcist when when you have a movie that has james earl jones dressed up as a fucking cicada while (laughs) a tarted up linda blair is hitting on a priest and you make that movie look good then you know you've done you you've achieved a whole new level of shit-tastic filmmaking and that's exactly what they've done with exorcist believer first and foremost though i do have to applaud them for having the the balls to include haiti as a jump scare because in the, the film just you're just sitting there and you know the credits are rolling and it's black and then all of a sudden hey right in front of like you. the country <laughs> like the country the country yeah yes. okay and that's exactly how the, the film opens with the opening shot of Haiti. It's Haiti! And you're like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and, and, and then, we, you know, oh, God, I don't even know where to go. The reason that Roy's voice is like this is because he's been Bobcat Gulf waiting his way through all the pillows in his house about this movie. <laughs> Screaming about just this movie. Just broad stewarding into every comforter and duvet he has. About just this damn film. Yeah, I mean... It the it started like okay we got something unique we got something interesting going here and then it just wiped its ass with it okay. I I cause, cause, so so it's about this couple that's in Haiti and the the wife is pregnant and she gets this Haitian blessing which had sure. no fucking point to do with the movie whatsoever. There's no callback to it or anything. And I'm like, what the fuck is this all about? And then an earthquake hits Haiti, like it always does. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and the wife is pinned under rubble in the hotel, and the husband is told that you know he has the choice of saving the unborn daughter or his wife. So then we jump ahead to like 10 years later and we see that the, the choice that uh, Leslie Odom Jr., who I'm still convinced owed a bill to agree to do this. I mean, he went oh, from like he, Hamilton. Yes. I mean, well, that show on Apple Plus, it wasn't all that they told him it was going to be. So he needed <laughs> something. He so agreed was, to that on his phone. It was one of those contracts that's so long and you just click agree to get through it. And at the end of it, it was like, oh, and also you have to be in the next Exorcist movie. Yeah. You can't do the Central Park show anymore. And now nope. it's Exorcist now. Mm-hmm. So he's lost his faith. 
He's lost his face in God and blah, 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 blah. And he just so happens to live next door to a nurse who was going to become a nun until she had an abortion. And which just, just uh-huh. like movies. God damn it. Out of nowhere. I'm just like, I'm just these like, movies. <laughs> so and, mad at these movies. And his daughter is best friends oh. with a girl whose parents are like deep Southern Baptist. And they decide one day we're going to go to the woods and we're going to have a seance. Okay. And the seance is for the little girl to try to communicate with her dead mother. Well, suddenly the kids are missing. And the father is fighting with the parents over, well, you did this and all this bullshit. Um, And so they, by the way, uh, the film also stars country singer Jennifer Nettles. And oh, she's in the Righteous Gemstones. Yes. And um, she's not good in this movie. I'll just say that. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> the movie also stars Norbert Leo Butts. Mm. In a very thankless role. Uh, well, he has a very thankless name. So, But, but yeah. But none is more thankless than Ellen Bernstein, and we'll get to her in a minute. But they finally find the two girls in a barn outside of town. And the girls are convinced they've been only gone for an hour or two, but they've been missing for 11 days. Which one had a raspberry beret? (laughs) (laughs) Then they all of a sudden start exhibiting strange behavior oh shit it's two possessions too furious yeah yeah. exactly it's now you Uh, don't put possessions yeah his daughter tries to choke him with her with her mom's scarf and little baptist girl comes walking in the middle of the church covered in blood screaming the body and the blood the body and the blood i'm like still not convincing me one of them shouldn't be wearing a raspberry beret but keep going (laughs) And I'm like, oh, she's about to piss on the floor. But no, nothing happens. So the the Baptist girl, the parents keep her home trying to calm her down. And, of course, that doesn't work. And the other girl is taken to a mental hospital. And just like with Reagan, basically all the stuff with Reagan in the first movie inserted into that sequence. It's the same exact sequence. That's weird and lazy, but okay. So then the Baptist parents notice that there are burn marks on the feet of the little girls and with the way that they're acting all you know evil and everything they're like oh my god they descended into hell and came back and brought something with it from them from hell that's why they got burnt feet by the way that's exactly how jennifer nettles sounds in the movie i i I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say, I don't think exorcist movies play anymore. It I don't think the, rel- work. I don't the know religious why. connotations do not work anymore. Oh, it gets better. Just wait. So then the, the, the nurse recommends Leslie Odom Jr. to look up Chris McNeil, who has went from actress to now, a self-proclaimed exorcist assistant and performing her own exorcisms. Sure. And best-selling author because of this. Well, 
because of this, her and Reagan no longer talk to each other. Reagan's like, Mom, I'm done with you. <laughs> so so that explains why she's nowhere to be seen. They had a falling out over uh, Mom leaving the world of acting and becoming this makeshift exorcist. So Chris agrees and meets first with his daughter who's in the mental hospital and and she's just like, oh yeah, she's possessed. She 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 knows I'm here and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then she's taken to the Baptist family and all by herself decides I'm going to start doing an exorcism on this little white girl. So she hmm. goes and starts doing the little exorcism and the little white girl responds by grabbing a metal crucifix and digging the eyes out of Chris McNeil. Huh. <laughs> well, and I was like, this is how you treat Academy Award winner, Ellen Bernstein, mm-hmm. who agreed to come back to this movie you're just going to offer. But no, she doesn't die, but she's now blinded with these weird eye patches on her eye. Nice. That, that makes her basically look like David Bowie in the music video for Lazarus. Nice. <laughs> and she's in, she's in the hospital. I should have known. This is my fault. And then we don't see her for the rest of the movie until we get to the, the final exorcism, which we're going to jump right ahead to because the, the everything that happens after that is just boring dull and unnecessary okay so they agreed to do an exorcism however this exorcism consists of father maddox who goes against the church the catholic church and does the exorcism anyway the southern baptist preacher the i'll be calling him bob larson (laughs) yeah well and bob larson was my um and I'm not making this up. This isn't a bit, but he was my um, like uh, little league um, baseball coach, so it works. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Wow. So we're gonna, we're gonna to circle back around to that. Yeah. We're gonna need a whole episode just <laughs> for that. Yeah, he's the guy that told me at at eight years old to to learn to throw a baseball like you were throwing a dart in a bar, because I know that Bob when Larson, I'm eight years old. Wow. The Bob Larson? The I don't one... know if it's the Bob Larson. It could be another Bob Larson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to circle the back to Bob that. Bob Larson, the exorcist, right? Like. <laughs> no, Barb Larson, the, 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 the little league baseball coach. Not, I... not, not television evangelistic freedom church man from Free, Phoenix, Arizona? No. No, different oh, okay. Bob Larsons, I'm sure. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I am almost did positive. League, did your little league coach host talk back in the 80s? I mean, he could have. <laughs> he would have had to have been doing that while coaching little league in in small town Ohio. So I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> sure. I mean, he had a busy life. He was an organized man. Oh, he's yeah. still alive. He's just not organized. I think I think our little league team would have been more popular <laughs> if that was the case, <laughs> and probably more well funded if that was. Really the case. have evangelical crowd in this little yeah. league baseball game. Yeah, we never prayed. <laughs> so that there's baseball's that. Baseball's possessed by Satan. It's going up in the UFO. <laughs> 
I don't know. So, no, I'm going to guess different Bob Larsons. Okay. I will not accept this, and every time I imagine you as a child playing baseball, I will imagine that Bob Larson is there. We won a lot. country singer and televangelist Bob Larson. We won a lot. So, maybe, I mean. And God on your side. Maybe we had God on our side. Nobody knows. (laughs) He prayed the Satan away. That's right. I'm sorry I derailed our conversation about <laughs> terrible film Exorcism Believer. Uh, which, is the, whatever. which, by the way, is the real reason that Roy decided to do a show this month, because he mm-hmm. couldn't live with this inside of him anymore. He needed I had it out. Exor- I had to exercise the exorcist, yes. No, it would have to – it would just sit there and fester. My but perspective – on this film is uh, I had the day off today, but my spouse and my child both had to go to school. So I was hanging out by myself watching a lot of Big Brother because my spouse and my daughter hate it. So I watch it by myself. And one of the prizes for a competition was a watch party for them to get to go to a room in the house and have a special screening of The Exorcist Believer. Oh, dear. And watching these poor people have to pretend that this movie is so scary. Which My favorite part is one of the contestants that was at the watch party is a deaf man. And there is absolutely no way that they did what they needed to do for him to be able to have a <laughs> experience. Wow. That's good. They barely do the competitions <laughs> in an accessible way for him, let alone this random prize. Wow. And so just watching this, like, it's like a night vision shot of the four of these people, young adults, watching this movie. And you see them kind of in the, like, focus group style you see in trailers sometimes. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. sitting there, and then, like, a sound happens, and they go, <gasps> <laughs> There's like a really bad delay because they were told, be scared. Now, no. And there was, I'm guessing there were no closed captions or, um, or you know, uh, for the for the hearing impaired on the screen while this I'm movie gonna was on. I'm going to guess that there were subtitles at absolute best, but this early on, this is the same week that it came out in theaters. So yeah, I it's bet they be haven't really to, gotten it figured yeah. out yet. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a scene where it said something spooky happened here. He yeah. had to watch things like parentheses, wet squelching, close parentheses. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> to be scared. Wet squelching but, is my favorite. But this exorcism gets better. <laughs> it gets it better. And by better, I mean it gets worse. Because then the the nurse who was going to be a nun but stopped because she had an abortion. Yep, that one. That's confusing, but yes. Allows herself to be reordained into a nun so she can help what? with this. But then it gets better. They bring in Norman Leo Butts' character, who is friends, who's playing a friend of Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, brings in a random Haitian priestess. What? Why would Norbert Leo Butts know a Haitian priestess? Who paints the ground with all of these images and the Southern Baptist preacher and the Catholic preacher are okay with this. Well, sure. This is the biggest problem I had with this movie was the fact that they portrayed 
the Southern Baptist being okay with this Haitian like hoodoo priestess coming in to do her hoodoo magic while he's sitting there all fire and brimstone. I cast it back to hell. And he actually says that at one point in the movie. So that that does actually kind of answer my next question. I was going to say, did they say what her religion was or were they just like, it's Haiti religion. You figure it out. It's it's Haiti religion. You figure it out. But but, yeah, this is definitely not problematic. It is 2023. Can you not give it a name at least? Again, (laughs) exorcism movies. They, they can't hold up now. They just can't work anymore. It gets better. It gets better. How? So, so these two girls are now, you know, they're going through their possessions and, and and everything, and they're trying to fight. And then there's this whole mystery the entire time as to are they possessed by Pazuzu? Are they possessed by Satan? We don't know because we never get to see the girls actually get possessed or anything. We just know that they got burn marks on their damn feet from going into hell. Oh, so they don't but, even tell the story? No, but then they just are and shut up. Yeah, they just are and shut up, basically. But then, while while Father Maddox is reading the Roman ritual of exorcism, he he somehow figures it out that they're possessed by the demon Lamathu. Lamathu, however fuck you pronounce it. If it's not Pazuzu, is it even an exorcist movie anymore? I don't know, but apparently I thought that was like the whole deal. Yeah, he's the big bad. If it's not if it's not him, then Lamatsu don't matter. That's like <sighs> it gets it gets better. It gets, <laughs> oh no, there's more. It gets better. Billy so, Mae. Yeah. it gets better. So once Father Maddox realizes this, it pisses the spirit off. So the the spirit then decides to do a recall to the original Exorcist movie and have his head spin around his body, only he dies from it. Um, but but it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the girls are like, you must choose Catherine. The girls are named Catherine and Angela, by the way. You must choose Catherine or Angela. You must choose. You must choose. So basically making you know them say you you must choose one to save and one to kill. Yeah, same thing from the very beginning. Yeah, and so all the, they're like, I don't know what to do. And the father's, you know, acting like I can't live without you. And then the spirit goes, Oh bullshit. And reveals that back when the earthquake hit, he chose his wife over his daughter's life. He had no original intention on saving his unborn daughter's life. And Hmm. and the spirit's like, you never wanted her. (laughs) And all this shit going on. And so finally, the Southern Baptist father calls out his daughter's name at that point. Because he's thinking in his head, well, you didn't want your daughter in the first place. So fine, we're going to save our daughter and calls the daughter's name. Only suddenly for the demon to kill the Baptist parent's daughter and save the other little girl. The demon tricked the adults into choosing the one to sacrifice. So it's like a okay. So it's like a reverse. Um, oh, what it's was a uh, Herod? Reverse Sophie's choice. Yeah, yeah. it's so a it was, it's a Rufy's choice. 
So meanwhile, meanwhile, the daughter of the Baptist church is screaming for her life while she's being dragged to hell by the demon that we never see. And the other daughter finally goes back to herself and all of a sudden he's all like father of the year. And in the aftermath, um, the the family, of course, is is mourning the loss of their daughter and they just can't even. Um, the other girl goes back to school and acts like nothing ever happened. And the movie ends with blind Chris in the hospital suddenly reunited with Linda Blair as Reagan. Well, yeah, that's how you get the people. And promising what, a buddy cop show? Yeah, buddy exorcist the next one. I don't know. She just comes in and forgives her mom and they emotionally embrace and that's the end of the movie. God, from now that's on, awful. coming on CBS this January, they're going from town to town, helping yep. out the locals and hoping that the next leap will be the leap home. Yep. Exactly. Oh, boy. So that's, <laughs> <So> that's why <laughs> Exorcist <laughs> is now my choice of worst film of 2023. Hey, uh, Choose your fighter. This movie or Pope's Exorcist? Oh, I'd rather watch the Pope's Exorcist over this bullshit any day. Yeah, you want to watch Pope Mortal Kombat. See, I told you. I'd rather watch the Pope's Exorcist. The Pope's Exorcist makes more fucking sense than Exorcist Reliever. It's a great film. I mean, Russell Crowe just tripped right on over that bar, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, I mean, how low is that bar? We're talking about Exorcist movies in 2023. Here's the thing, though, is is that I found out Universal and Blumhouse spent $400 million on the rights to the Exorcist franchise. This won't be the last one. By far. They don't know. They don't know the future of this franchise now because of just how. Oh. Bad people are responding to it. Yet the Pope's Exorcist, even though the critics hated it, audiences loved it, and it's getting a sequel. The sequel's been greenlit already. Yeah. Good. Whatever. Good. So. Give him a give him a scorpion mask and one of those fucking chain <laughs> knives. Let's go. So that's my rant on on the Exorcist believer. Oh, wow. you're, there there are going to be three more Exorcist movies. <laughs> Just, it's yeah. If they have the rights and they need to pay off those rights, they will make movies until they do. So just just brace your butthole for yeah. that. Peacock original or whatever. Oh yep. yeah. Uh, honestly, this movie felt like it was made to go straight to Peacock. It really did. Yep. 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 Yeah. So anyway, back to doing? three. Back to three extremes. <laughs> sure. So. The reason I chose this one is because one of the three stories involves a subject matter that we talk about outside of the show. Food. Love the so, stuff. Yes. So Can't live without uh, it. <laughs> so Three Extremes, was re- it was released in America in 19, uh, not 19, I'm sorry, 2005. And it was uh, released by um, Lionsgate Pictures, and it was the hollow. It was like this Halloween film that they released in art house films, cinemas, 
and it was a surprise hit. It is a long film. It's over two hours long because it's three mini movies tied up into one. But one of the three movies was so talked about because it was so shocking that uh, the country that made it, which was China, decided to take the short film and film new footage to incorporate it into it and like make a full length version of the film, but they changed up the ending a little bit, and I'll tell you what the ending to that one was um, after we're done watching this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and so, also it's gross, so yeah. fun, good times. Yeah. So the sub the the one for, the one from China is called Dumplings, um, and it's about a specialized dumpling. Um, that uh, this woman eats in order to help her get more youthful. She, she, she's, she's an aging actress, and she knows that her husband is losing interest in her, and so she hears about these magic dumplings, and they're supposed to help you regain your youthful beauty, and it works. It's the ingredient that is shocking. And that's all mm. I'll say. Okay. So that comes from China. I'm into Sec- Chinese Norma Desmond. <laughs> the second segment is from South Korea, and it's called Cut. And it's about ba- – basically, this is going to be the closest South Korea is going to come to making a Saw movie. Hmm. Because um, there's, there's a woman who's basically – her body is attached to the – uh, piano wires of a piano keyboard, and if she presses a key, it rips out of her body. Sweet. Fun. And then we got your typical Japanese ghost story with Box. And this is like the least extreme of the three stories. It's like this, it's like this ghost story at a circus. I'm and into that. Honestly, I, I mean, I'll, I'll see what you guys think when it comes to level of extremity. I think that they should have put box first instead of dumplings mm. first because dumplings is so, oh my fucking God, what just happened? What's wrong with you, China? That it should have been the last story to leave us with that gut punch of a feeling. Sure. I'm and dum- excited. And, dum- and dumpling stars Ba Ling as the woman who makes the dumplings. Okay, not the aging actress, because she would never admit to being an aging actress. <laughs> no, no, she's not playing the a- aging actress. The woman playing the aging actress, her name is Miriam Young. Um, and, I mean, she's done a couple of other films. I she, she did actually another movie that was actually pretty popular here in America, too, called Perfect Wedding from 2011. Hmm. Uh, it was big in our art house uh, uh stock and everything like that but yeah no by ling of course she's not going to admit that she's aging it's by ling how dare she admit that she's old yeah she would never exactly (laughs) she would never in a million years admit that uh i'm mad i'm mad that we're watching this because i don't like gross things roy but god gives his worst tummy aches to his strongest soldiers so i'm in yeah. I'm actually excited about it. It it sounds like I'm gonna have to think for real with my real brain. Yes. And that sounds usually I have to turn that part off when I go to start these movies. 
Yeah. Because if if I have to follow a thread to its logical conclusion, I'll go mad. So. Well, that's because we started you on Permutos. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I'm broken now, but being able to kind of plug that part of my brain back in while I'm watching a movie is is a welcome change. <laughs> but I will say this is this is one of those rare instances where we're doing like a an art housey like movie because this is considered mm-hmm. an art house film. And um but um again, uh dumplings, the two of you are not ready for dumplings. No, no <laughs> No, anybody who goes into this movie blind, no one is ready for dumplings. No one's ready for that story at all. All right. I can't wait. This <laughs> is like can, we're just in a stupor. That's fine. That's fine. I'm recovering from the rant. I'm, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> coming around. There's a from, lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. I, yeah. I'm anticipating the text matches. I'm, I will know when you're watching this movie. Because I know that I'll start getting a series of text messages from Andy saying, God damn you, Roy. God, God damn you for making <laughs> me watch this. You will. You will. You will. I also will send Roy messages while I'm at Half Price Books asking if I should buy things, <laughs> knowing full well he's going to say yes. But I still feel like I need that validation. Hey, Slaughterhouse Rock stars Tony Basil. Yeah. Uh, as as a vampiric dancing ghost on Alcatraz. Of yeah. course Wait. you need that in your life. Of course. She's a vampire and also a ghost. And it gotta go somewhere. And a witch. And Is she a ghost that got turned into a vampire or a other, vampire other that died around. and became a ghost? Other way around. She was a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was also she a had- Frankenstein in between. So it's cool. <laughs> I have and, 75 questions. <laughs> and she and she has a musical number in the movie, too. Yeah, apparently I'm going to wait to watch this movie until we're going to do it for the show because Courtney has questions, which is Courtney's <laughs> way of saying I want to watch I've this movie. I've already taken notes, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, she plays um, a character by the name of Sammy, and she was part of a band called Body Bag. Nice. She's a ghost nice. vampire, and her name is Sammy. <laughs> Sammy the Vampire Ghost. And I remember when this movie was filmed at Alcatraz. I remember there was this big thing because it's like the the woman who's saying Mickey, she's filming a movie here. And we're like, oh, okay. And it turned out to be this. Whatever uh, this is. Um, and uh, originally, uh, Larry Wilcox from Chips was supposed to be involved with it until he read the script. Uh, <laughs> and he was just like, Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm going to pass. No, I'm, thanks. <laughs> no. And the producers went, we know. By the way, I'm going to wreck uh, Totally Killer. It was great. It was great. Especially, I didn't watch it today, yeah. but then I watched four hours of Big Brother. I think uh, there's a divide, though, because it's gotten some bad reviews. I think the divide is people who lived through the 80s and didn't live through the 80s. Because mm-hmm. they do some 80s stuff in here I've never seen in a movie. They also do a really cool thing <coughs> Excuse me, where um, the character that's in it, the lead character, um, addresses how problematic the 80s were in a way that made me as a Gen Xer be like, yes, thank you. Thank you for addressing these little things 
not not like the big writ large things, but these little things that would happen like every day in the 80s. You're like, this is a pr- you guys are like, oh, yikes. <laughs> how did you guys survive? Um, um, so, yeah, that's um, that's my wreck is watch totally watch totally killer. It's very, very fun, though. They should stop trying to make Sabrina a high schooler at some point, please, <laughs> mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Sh- no, high def She's, is not. She she is a young woman now and needs to be portrayed as a college student I, or I possibly she, beyond. She, She's 40 now, right? Um, she's like, she's well, 40. She, she just turned knock, 40. Happy she's birthday. She's kind of knocking on 30 now. Granted, she still is very small and can play high school, I guess, but it, it's going to not work soon. Very Ask soon. Ask Kristen Bell. It doesn't matter how tiny you are. There is a clock and it's going to go off. Yes, it is. And I think it's going off. I think yes. she's trying to find her phone to turn that alarm off right now yeah. because it's not, but she does a great job. Everybody gonna, in the movie does a great job. Next, she's going to star in yet another remake of Grease, except they're going to change the lyrics to, look at me, I'm 35. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's watch this god-awful movie. Yeah. <laughs> movie, grow shit, grow shit. All righty, folks, we will be right back after we endure three extremes. Yup. It doesn't need the E. It just needs to be extreme. 
or this was the most like lackluster extreme I've ever seen in my life. And I think I know at least one of the reasons, but I'll get into that when we talk well, about. I, th- um, I, I, I think for 2004 Asia, this was probably extreme. But I mean, I then, guess. But then, you know, in the advent of films like Dick Shark, you know, and, eh. and, and, and other things. Yeah, extreme is is. You know, I'm Dick, sure uh, Dick this, Shark. I mean, I'm sure Dick Sharkish movies existed before. Maybe they just didn't get into. Well, I mean, and I would love to sit there and tell you that they're in the mainstream, but we found them in a weird catalog. And we have no <laughs> idea how it arrived at our houses. So, you know, the thing is, is I mean, with the exception of Dumpling, which is still a sick and twisted idea, it's mm. like it's it's like the sec the second one kind of reminded me of that moment in Chicago uh, when they're watching the parody of Hey Big Spender and they're like, I got a tattoo. Is that shocking to you? And I'm That's like, true. So, so here's know? the thing about, about that. Let's just start on that one since you just brought it up. That's Park Chan-wook's um, better known for his work in Old Boy. Brother, bro knows revenge, right? That's mm-hmm. his stock and trade. The guy that played the director was Storm Shadow in the Channing Tatum Tops G.I. Joe movies. So I can't. I was out of it immediately. I was like, that's Storm Shadow from Channing Tatum Tots G.I. Joe movies. And I can't take this seriously anymore it's, ever it's, again. Especially when he had him fart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> the guy who directed, I think my text was the guy who directed Old Boy just made Storm Shadow fart. And yes, I can't with yes, this yes. anymore. Yes. And I think maybe that was sent after my phone. In order for me to get even a modicum of sleep, I have to tell my phone to not let me know about anything. Uh, It's bad enough without the phone. Uh, So I think I woke up and that was the first notification. Good. Good. That's (laughs) what you should see. The first thing in the morning. I will say this, though. In due deference to Three Extremes, I went to a theme park for like 10 hours yesterday, including the haunts. And the people that I was with, um, a husband and wife, uh, were, were, uh, Matt and oh, we'll call gross. them Courtney, Courtney Light. Um, I, there were times, Courtney, where seriously I would be sitting. She would be kind of off into the right of me where I couldn't see her from the peripheral. She would say something. And I would turn and look at her. I'm like, oh, Courtney. Say, oh, no, wait. No, she's not. OK, that's not. Maybe Courtney. it is. Well, I wish you would have said something because that would have been fun. Um, <laughs> but I walked not for through- another eight years. I walked through four like haunted attractions. Well done, haunted attractions. Oh, so you were numb by the time you got to this movie. With with my hands in my pockets, they were mad because they're like, you didn't flinch or react to anything that happened in any haunted attraction. And I'm like, because I'm dead inside. You should listen to my podcast. There's nothing (laughs) that can be done to me at this point. We've all been ruined. Yeah. I've watched Premutos twice on purpose. (laughs) On purpose. Yeah, try um, me. My first thought, and this is a sign of how ruined I am, uh, Fruit Chan is a cool name. Yeah, our, our work is done, Roy. <laughs> we can release her into the wild and grab another one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, you have to send me out. This is like whenever you take in a feral cat and then you notch the ear. My ear has been notched. You can you can send me out. Well, no, this is our so this is our cult. Now you go out and you have to find 
13 and get all the messed up Satans out of them so that they're mm-hmm. weird and broken. And then mm-hmm. you can in turn be at level 12 like Roy and I are. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I can't wait to be OT 12. <laughs> we'll have to think of Roy, uh, get that uh, AI to write us a cult, will you? <laughs> yeah, you're as resident AI specialist. Um, I want to no. see, by the okay. way, if we do the podcast, Courtney, yes, where we have the, the Gen Zers that you're going to find uh-huh. um, read our, they have to also describe the pictures that Roy posts. Yes. Yeah, like oh like descriptive God. text of the pictures. This that looks Roy super posts. old. It's in black and white. I think it's in like the 80s. <laughs> this is from the late 19th century, the late 1900s. Oh God, I hate that. Hey, uh, can we talk about how uh, when the rich woman whose name has already escaped me, even though it's been Ade, goes to Aunt, Auntie May, right? Uh, she says your dumplings are the most expensive, but not the best. <laughs> some sick, that is some sick heat. That is some smoke right there. Yeah, it is. I missed a lot of the rest of that scene, and it includes chopping up babies. <laughs> because I was thinking about the most expensive, not the best. <laughs> I did like how they got to chopping up babies right away. They yeah. really did. Like, they didn't bury the lead. Time. Yeah, yeah. Any time. It's like, here it is. We're chopping up babies. And also, it's like I pointed out to Andrew, how sad is it? That this is like the most normal and best performance in Bai Ling's career. It's she has pretty a great normal. Voice. Why didn't they let her sing more in other things? I'm a little mad that uh, she. I feel like she didn't sing enough. I loved I, her I one agree. woman show where she gave yes. a weird little history of dumplings and then just like started singing She's weird like, shit from her childhood. Yeah. At this point, I'm going to sing for you. As part of the as part of the meal, Courtney, this reminds me. This is probably a a, a reasonable facsimile to what you did in D.C., right? Where um, you had a meal, they explained some history, and then they sang to you. That's yeah. great. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, the only difference is is what Courtney had in Washington D.C. didn't crunch because of the baby's bones. Do we know that? I don't know that. Well, I mean, they were pretty clear that, see, the thing about Michelin-starred restaurants is they love to tell you what's inside everything. So unless they were lying, I know every inch of what I ate. Because there was a monologue before every single meal or every single bite. I love how every dumpling had, like, a maraschino cherry red dot in each one. I was going to ask about that. That same shade uh, is sort of a through line through all three, and I wonder if there's some sort of law. It's mostly mostly in this one. If there's, like, a law about blood not looking too real, or is it a budget thing? Well, it's also – they had a – China has a – all of Asia has an overabundance of strawberry jello. So <laughs> they they definitely used it in them dumplings. Oh, 100%. That's what I said. My third note for this series of short films is, hey, that's babies, dash, sour gummy babies. That's right. They're, they're, <laughs> those are trolley babies. Yeah. <laughs> trolley I, I, what I, babies. 
what I loved also is I got the the note out of nowhere. It just like completely out of nowhere in my delirium last night of dealing with cold medicine. I looked down at my phone and Andy says, "Oh, baby dumplings give you eczema." And then what did you say, Roy? Then what did you say? I said only incest baby dumplings. (laughs) To which I responded. That's where my confusion and really my main and kind of onlyest note, because most of this was pretty good, really, especially by our standards. Uh, She says, just think of the results, not what it was. And then later, the woman is surprised to find that it's babies. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, that's the tagline for this show. Just think of the results, not what it was. <laughs> but didn't she? Are, I mean, if she says that, didn't she already know? You would think she already knew, but I think upon seeing like the baby's It's arm one of those from- things where it's it's one thing to eat the veal in, uh, in the Italian restaurant. It's another thing to see the baby cow with its sweet little eyes. Yeah. But she sure did get addicted to eating babies. I mean, she ate her own goddamn baby in the end. Yeah, I mean, jumping right to the end there. Now, I will say, in in true Courtney fashion, I do remember that the the auntie said, you know, I, I need the dough in such a way that at the end it looks and feels like a peeled egg because that's how you know the dumpling wrapper is going to be nice and soft. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to remember that. (laughs) <laughs> so you got a cooking tip from the movie there you I'm go i'm doing great things yeah, are you're, great i'm you're, awesome you're nailing it you're you're doing the you're doing the right things i'm doing so, the right things i'm pulling what i need to uh and what i needed to pull from this was that this was a film about an incredible collection of pedal pushers capri pants oh it oh it, oh, yes. oh yeah the gaucho pants for oh my god every beautiful. single pair slapped so the ones with the like impressionist painting i was i'm like i kind of where did she get those so i you took the the cooking tip out i just want to pause it like on the closet for a while where he keeps his checkbook i just want that so that's what i want that's what i took away from this one yeah as for where they, she got the capri pants, I'm guessing Sam Moon. No, that's no, fair. No, they they definitely have a Talbots in town. <laughs> they were fantastic. I want to go back to 2004 and, and make those back in fashion, and I'm going to get every single one of them. As somebody who visited a theme park for nine hours yesterday, the amount of 90s fashion that I saw on display saddened oh. and quickened my pulse because great, good stuff. As a as a teacher, it's back, baby. The number of kids who will pull their hair out, up and then right before they finish, they pull out the two little front pieces. I had to turn on my video for this. This is great for an audio medium. They take the two little pieces and they pull out the little spidery tiny bang. Yeah, the baby hairs. Yeah. Oh yeah, my the baby God. hairs. I saw so much. I saw so much of it. Uh, so many baby hairs. Felt like I was in high school again yesterday, except my body is still a 46 year old man who wrote a this bunch of wooden life, roller coasters. You're like, why does coasters. my back hurt? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hey, uh, does does Auntie sing regardless of whether or not someone's there? 
Probably. I mean, it's by Ling. So probably. Because it kind of sounded like she was like, leave or don't, but I'm singing my song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's also walking through town with like aborted buckets babies. you see in a Shaw Brothers movie in like modern day. So she's her own. That's she's her own animal. Yeah, and I mean, it's filled with aborted babies, and just, she even aborts her own babies as well, and I'm just like... Not very well, apparently. Not, yeah, not very well, because it has, as Andy pointed out, it gives you psoriasis. Yeah, uh, do, you, do you think that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow watched this and then decided to do goop? Probably. <laughs> I mean, it feels it feels real goopy, so... Uh, so now, I hate to do a smash cut, but it's time to talk about the smash cut where they just show us two people we've never met before having sex now okay so it's interesting you bring that up so uh after three extremes was made uh director fruit chan decided to take dumpling and extend it out to a 90 minute movie that seems fair that's great which which the results turned out not to be as shocking as this film Mm. Uh, that character's fleshed out. It's a prostitute that the husband keeps hiring, and he impregnates the prostitute. Huh. So in the end, uh, when the wife finds out about this, instead of aborting her own baby and cooking her baby and eating it, she aborts the prostitute's baby and eats the prostitute's baby. That's not as freaky, and I can't explain why. We have said the words abort and eat. So many times. It's a lot. I'm probably not going to have my ma listen to this one. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe she could just watch the movie first. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, Mom, if you got this far. Please we don't. We recommend this for everyone but Courtney's mother. Yes. Yeah, Mom, no. Oh, and in, um, the, in the full-length version, also, the husband goes to eat the dumplings. Huh. Like the, her husband. Her he's, husband, yeah. He seems to be doing ao freaking k. Well, yeah, he seems pretty. He seems pretty fertile for someone who's in his condition. Yeah, right. he's got a lot of broke things on his body, though, right? His, his well, dick ain't broke, though. I'll tell you that. Speaking of broken things, I did want to ask about why they didn't make it a plot point that he's apparently a contortionist because his leg was up in the in the. He breaks his leg. For those of you who don't watch this, well, I did watch this one. He breaks his leg, and he's, like, up in the, like, cartoony hospital thing with his leg in a sling. And she, like, starts to do her lady things, her wifely duties, if you will. And he, like, completely turns to her, but the leg is still in the sling. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's perfectly still, and he contorts his body to her and apparently is able to fuck her. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of a time when I would want to have sex less than when I had a freshly broken leg. You know, he's the guy from the third one is what we don't know. Just that's a younger version of him. <laughs> they do things. They, they do things differently in Hong Kong. Let's just put it that way. They do things a little differently. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of beats in this movie for how short it was. <laughs> Just shocked by it. And I'm and it amazes me that they start off with that one. It's like the very first one. They're like, 
let's just go ahead and start doing the eating babies. Let's let's kind of seems like this order have been the finale. Although which one would have been first? Uh, not, like the, the yeah. other two are much more confusing. I'm, this I one at least I'm like one. I get I, it. It's pretty straightforward. I would have ended with dumpling, but I would have began no. with what I think is the weaker of the two other ones, which is the the director. A cut. Yeah, cut. I don't know. I don't know. I really see, enjoyed I think, that. Would I have gotten through it in one go if we had started with cut? That's true. Would I have had to stop? The answer is yes. You could have and, done it. In well, fairness, because, I, I mean, did... we, get the, we get the payoff of that really long tongue coming out during the choking scene. That is a really long tongue. Um, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> um. No, when so we've already talked about how Biling also performs abortions, and there's a little, not a little girl. She kills teenage, people. Um, she kills babies on purpose. Adults by accident. Sometimes mm. also adults uh, or teens, but apparently this teen had been abused. Uh, and they talk about they tell us the end of that story, which is wild. I was like, wow, I can't believe I got such a full story out of like a scene and a half. Um, but this girl goes and has the dark procedure and then on the bus home, she's just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. And then she finally passes out as soon as they get off the bus. And her friend is like, Kate, what's wrong? Are you okay? (laughs) You were there. (laughs) You were there the whole time. Also a guy puked on a, um, Oh, I was a guy puked on a roller coaster yesterday. Um, wow! And really similar. I watched. Well, <laughs> I watched the guy puke, and then I watched somebody get onto the roller coaster and sit in the puke. Oh no! Oh, so it's very similar to the guy sitting yes. on the vaginal blood. Okay. Don't wear white pants on public transport is the only advice I can give. That's what I took away what? from this entire movie. Oof! That poor man. Um. I will say, uh, dumplings. I did force my spouse to watch with me. And oh, what was his response? <clears throat> well, when she's laying in the bath and she's freaking out about what's going on with her, and you know, it's oh, it's because it's a boy and because it was conceived out of incest and blah 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 blah. Uh, for those of you who won't watch the film, she starts to smell like garbage and gets eczema, uh, and in the middle of a dinner party, she runs off and has a heavily scented bath. Uh, but My Craig move. said, you know, that old wives tale about watermelon seeds. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> yeah, I don't like that she stole my move, my party move, which is just, a, it's, it's, it's the Irish Springs goodbye. It's not the Irish goodbye. I just disappear into their bathroom and take a 45 minute bath. take a bath until everyone else leaves. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. And then I sneak out. And then uh, you have Byling call good. you and say, Byling call you and say, don't cry. Think of the end results. <laughs> Think of I how have... beautiful you'll be. And by the way, she doesn't change. She looks the same. <laughs> usually she, that's Cole yeah. that does that for me. But usually it's at Cole's house because that's where most <laughs> of the parties happen. <laughs> and I'm usually, I've been in the bathtub when both of you have been in that bathroom. So it's fine. Yes. <laughs> Seems like a nice enough tub. <laughs> It's a good tub. I'll tell you that. Cole, cat, 
It's a nice tub. It's a nice tub you got there. <laughs> Mind if I take a bath in it while everybody else is doing a meeting? <laughs> while everybody else has a party. I was there Saturday. Wow. You never knew. Yeah. You never knew because you were having a bath. I was. Calvin having a nice bath. Away. A nice soak. But, uh, I do love that Byling is apparently the incredible Hulk of abortionists. <laughs> because at the end of the movie, she's she's wreaked the havoc. Everybody's freaking out. She's sort of planted her seed, if you will, in this new lady. And then she's off. Do, 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 do. Yeah, she totally is like, bye, bitches. She took her pedal pushers and her weird little bento box full of aborted fetuses, and she's off to the next town. She and did a woman. murder. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did a murder. She did at least one murder, depending on your perspective. Right. Leaving leaving the former actress. Oh, yeah, and that's the other thing also is, is like, when she's in the bathtub having the freak out, and she's like, don't worry, think of the end results. And then all of a sudden she has a fangirl moment. Oh, my God, your old TV show's on TV. Oh, yeah. And then it turns out she used to be famous. <laughs> That's not important at all. Oh, it's like she has this total fangirl moment out of nowhere. And I'm like, your dumplings just caused her to be a social pariah. And all you care about is the fact that her old-ass TV show is on TV. Her weird little it it reminded me of like a K drama. I don't I don't know if they have a Chinese version of that that just hasn't hit America yet. They do. <laughs> they one hundred percent do. They won't let it go over there. They won't let us have it. They won't it's literally they're like, No. No. They they let us have things like dumpling. Yeah. Give us the fast and furious and go away. <laughs> Listen, they, they let us have Tokyo Drift, and for that, I will always be in there. They will always be in my good graces to some extent. Tokyo Drift famously said it, not China. That's, that's right. <laughs> Tokyo Drift famously starring uh, Arkansas Pretty Boy. What's his name? I can't remember his name now. No so, one does. So I have a question about the ending of Dumpling. Okay. One. Yep, the, one. <laughs> the tongue. Was that CGI? <laughs> no. Or was that really She's her got tongue? A really long tongue. Yeah. Yeah, that was the that was the the casting call. That was on the casting call. <laughs> Are you pretty? Do you got a real long tongue? <laughs> <laughs> there that was a diagram. Sounds like on they're the casting page. for something really different. And now yeah. stare at us. Would it have been really and- different? <laughs> And he, now stare at us in the camera intensely as you eat your own aborted baby. Yeah. I mean, that's, she that's seemed pretty chill about it. Yeah. I mean, she was fine with it. Why shouldn't I be? Um, I mean, her she body, her choice, right? She acquired right. a taste at that point for the flesh. So I, I know a bunch of people who have put the placenta of their children into their bodies for health reasons. Oh, but this goes beyond placenta. This it's is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I didn't think it was enough. Really? Yeah. You didn't see enough trolley babies? No, I didn't. I wanted something more. You think they could have spent more time close up on a cleaver chopping up jello? <laughs> 
I wanted like her to turn into a trolley baby at some point. <laughs> like, I really thought she was going to be pregnant. I really did. I thought she was going to be pregnant somehow with a ghost baby. I thought that's where that was going. That's later. That's the third one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Leave that to Japan. I mean, that's that that's their thing. That is some Japan shit. See, I don't like Fruit Chan's shit very much, like as a general rule. So mm-hmm. this one didn't do much for me. The other two I found much more. I, I liked the other two much better. Um, this one. They're just both didn't, pretty audacious, and I know that's your shit. I mean, it's not even that they were audacious. I just. I like Tashiki Miki. Tashiki Miki is what I just said. That's not how you pronounce his name. I like it. Um, <laughs> I like I like his work. I really <laughs> I really like revenge shit. I just this one just didn't hit for me. Like See, not I even love in the, a gross I love the, way. And I love the fact that I downplayed the third one for you guys because I knew on purpose who directed the third one, and I was mm-hmm. just like I was just like this is gonna fuck of the three of them, and I'm just and so that's why I was just like. Yeah, no, it's just a typical, you know, ghost story from Japan. And meanwhile, I'm thinking in my head, yeah, if, if that typical ghost story was from the guy who gave us audition and Itchy the killer. Uh, <laughs> you know. um, speaking of movies that I really want to watch, I really want to watch that vampire movie they're filming at the beginning of the second one. <laughs> Oh great! Oh good, so much. Yes. Oh, it my looks God. like a good. really campy, funny movie. <laughs> yeah, she was acting her ass off, and I was like, "Oh, give us more of that." But no, instead, we got um, the revenge torture porn. That was uh, that was He's just no all John over Waters the place. of Korea. I'll tell you that. That was just all over the place because it was just like I mean the chopping of the fingers and. I have several notes about the chopping of the fingers. (laughs) And then, you know, the revelation that he doesn't love her anyway and all this stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I want to know. So my my thought is like, so is this um, is this Park Chan-wook's like satire of his own career? I guess. Like he's like. The super nice guy, you know, that isn't actually all that nice, but it has to be, you know, you have to get that drawn out um, of him a little bit. But he's still kind of the nice guy, you he know? Really? Yeah. I like, I got to tell you, like, I, I got it. I understood what happened, but I feel like I don't super understand why this short was made. <laughs> what are you trying they, to they tell money? Us? They gave him money. And yeah. he made <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot in there. First of all, talking about the fingers. That's not how super glue works. <laughs> I could not get away from it. It was so It's mad. also not a, how a blender works, but we it's aren't there yet. It's not how a blender works. But and, like when. Do we know if piano wire makes a good tourniquet? I think probably the opposite. <laughs> If I had to guess, since people get cut with piano wire on a pretty regular basis in the music world, uh, let alone the mob world. Right. But she, okay, so for those of you who should not watch this one, her fingers have been super glued to piano keys, and she's otherwise tied up in pretty insane ways, most of which don't make a ton of sense. And then he chops off a finger. 
Apparently she's a pianist. It does not say anything about her being a right. pianist until about 25, 30 minutes in. Uh, she's just positioned there. But when the finger is cut, and it's cut at the knuckle, like at the, the you know, the knuckle inside the hand there. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the finger stays positioned on the piano as though she's about to play. Sure. Which is also not how fingers or super glue work. It would it would fall. It would. I can't stop thinking about the finger frozen in place after it's been chopped off. And it's <laughs> well, really plus easy. also if, if he's using the piano wire as a tourniquet there. By the time that finger's gone, that piano wire would just go all willy-nilly all over the place. It wouldn't just stay there. I don't know why it had to be all done up all John Woo in the first place. I mean, you know why. I mean, that's why. <laughs> I mean, that's why. What are, you, what are you talking about? It had to be the most ostentatious like thing he could possibly imagine. To the point yes. where the, dire- the director of a movie satired his own career by making his his quote-unquote home a, st- a sound stage. That's true. Or, like, so like, okay, he made a movie that was set in a sound stage that looked just like his home, and then he went home, and we were like, damn, it really does look just like that sound stage. And then he gets, like, napalmed. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I want to know why he didn't have out? a... He didn't have a burn on him at all. He, he was a little... He was, like, wind burnt. He, was, was he had like, a little color. Yeah, he had a little spot on his nose. Yep. <laughs> like a yeah, sunburn that was a week and a half old. Yep, a little uh, burny, a little like peely skin, like he had uh, like he had forgotten sunscreen that day. He should have had some singed hair on his face. That's that's Was it I'm just saying. Was it done just so in a closet and the reason he passed out was because of the smoke? <laughs> I don't It was shock. It was, I mean, was just such shocked. shock. He got the vapors and then he fell he, on the ground. He was shocked that at the exact moment he lit his lighter, um, you know, whatever Gene Kelly ass motherfucker was in his house, decided he had a can of hairspray and he just sprayed it at the exact moment. That would probably shock me into unconsciousness. I guess. But then he wakes up and he's at the soundstage that also looks exactly like his, this. This man waited in his house. To knock him out after already he's made so many trips is my problem in a nutshell. He I don't think there, he worries about trips. This he guy kidnapped the wife. He had to go to CVS and buy a clipper kit. Cutting to the end a little bit. And then he has to go to his house and then he's getting all this extra piano wire. And then he's got to go back to the house and wait for the dude to come home. He's got to get all of his stuff in a duffel bag because there is a pretty massive costume montage in the middle of this. I just, well, you know, John Kramer does the same thing when he's getting everything set up for the Saw movies. I guess hey so. I just don't understand the errand list of a serial killer, I guess. Yeah, you're not you're not in the right headspace. Uh, guys, we've glossed over something I really want to touch on. I can't okay. wait. Um, and that is the um, the man in the Sailor Moon costume in the first five minutes of this thing. <laughs> You mean Chekhov's uh, man in a Sailor Moon costume? Yeah, that's, we, we got to mention that up top. We can't just. No, that's, I mean, that's all I have. I just wanted notes. to mention there was a man in a Sailor Moon costume at the top of this short film. Giving yes, film and he has some very earnest feedback requests and he gets them. Yeah, it's. <laughs> 
It's a it's very, very nice interaction with that man. Yeah, it's a great interaction with a man in a Sailor Moon costume for no reason. I really was like, that dude's going to show up any second now. And he's going to somehow save the day. He's be the, he's yes. Like a weird he's happy ending. He was bringing a, a, a revised script over and caught everybody. And that's how this thing ends. But no. Nope. Nope. Uh but the costume montage. So this guy, for those of you who won't watch, uh, don't don't watch this one. Watch Dumplings, I guess, but don't. This one's weird. Uh, turns out to be an extra who is disgruntled for reasons. Because he had a shitty childhood. But yeah. I'm not sure why that's the director's He's fault. He's too nice. That's the problem. You, yeah, you're but, rich and you're too nice. Ugh. It makes me mad. Uh, but he has a costume montage, like, maybe you recognize me now? Maybe you recognize me now? <laughs> and, costume uh, montage. Especially when he's in the flippers and the bathing suit and doing, the, like, this, the imitation of swimming. Yes, and I just needed it to be set to Oh Yeah by Yellow. Yeah. Or New Shoes, I Can't Wait. Either Ooh, one like would that work. too. Yeah. It's, this is supposed to be fun. Right? I, I guess. Like, like <laughs> nobody expects uh, Parshan Wook to make a fun revenge thing. Yeah. But, like, like, nobody expects a musical number in Old Boy. That's but true. It, this is what you get. At least that's what I took from it. Like, this was supposed to be a tongue in cheek take on his work. I guess. My. I couldn't get away from the character motivation. I am an actor at heart. And this man is so mad that he wasn't recognized by the director. You're an extra. It's literally your job to not be recognized. Why are you so mad? <laughs> because he was because... abused as a kid. And... Well, but I... the director didn't abuse him. <laughs> but I think it's because that director, as we were shown by Sailor Moon, man that he recognizes and and takes the time with like every single person yeah and he knows everybody but this guy he does it i like, guess well and he does the other part of that is he 100 percent does know the guy it just takes yes. him a second like at yeah, that point like, the guy oh, should have been yeah. like i'm leaving okay you you won i'm out Sorry, I'm very, very famous, and I meet hundreds of people every day. <laughs> Have you seen Lady Vengeance? I made that. <laughs> and I recognized you. It only took me three minutes. Do you know how many extras I have in my movies? He's doing okay, considering. Like, it's not bad. Right. I don't recognize you sometimes. Right. I don't recognize my child sometimes at first. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Why are you in my house? Oh, yeah. You're my baby, and I love you, and you're perfect. <laughs> but this man, after three minutes, he gets recognized, and he's gonna he's still going to talk about his time at, you know, Taiwanese Juilliard or wherever he was. So Whatever it was. Um, also, apparently, this murderer is very, very ugly by Korea standards, which is yeah. crazy to me. He's fine. Well, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> He's fine, except for the fact that he decided for some reason to put like a uh, commando face paint on. That was a weird choice. I didn't not, love that. He had two weird choices. Not only, you know, putting the commando face painting on, but also doing the occasional <sighs> while he's talking. 
yeah. there was a lot of that. There's some we lost something culturally. In this, I was just I think. about to say that, and there's some parts in the editing that also made me think, did I lose something culturally here? Yeah, I mean, he also had a fire hose tied around him for the most of <laughs> he it. He did, and uh, this is a great time to bring that up. You know, it's. I mean, we're well into fall now, but Big Brother is supposed to be a summer show, but it's still on. And I was just thinking about. <laughs> wow. This is, Where I'm are we going? Around. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to imagine the torture of having to give a monologue while doing a Big Brother physical competition, which is what that man had to do in this movie. And um, also. While trying to yeah. run across the room with this big rubber hose around him. Yeah. While also giving a very heartfelt monologue, knowing that in a minute you're going to comically fling backward into the wall. And And fart. Mm -hmm. And fart. And and be forced to strangle uh, what you think is a little girl, but turns out to be the killer's son in drag. (laughs) Super confusing. All that. That's this is right about that part. It really started to lose me. By the way, all of this happens in this movie. And the climax the thing you're supposed to be the most freaked out about is the fact that he grinds up some fingers in a in a wide ass blender wide that blender is too wide with water and nothing else it would have taken a hundred years for those fingers to even touch the blade yeah very powerful they would have just been bouncing around around the (laughs) glass dyson made that shit it was yeah and so this is something that hit me about halfway through is this what Jim Carrey looks like to Koreans where you're just like he's kind of funny I guess but he's mostly baffling and I don't understand yes yes <laughs> if Jim Carrey had the, had the skill to pull off a pretty damn good musical number with dance I thought his dancing was pretty good it was really good I cast him yeah this Not is like Kore- lead but like you know this is Korea's cable guy I guess so. That's what this is. Maybe that's why I don't understand it. The that, cable guy energy. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of, and I'm wondering if this is a through line and why they put these three shorts together. Is this through line random, unmotivated infidelity? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I guess it's the I guess color the last red. One's not necessarily infidelity. It might be. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> I love the second one, uh, or the third one. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, I well, you know. Oh, I loved Courtney's <laughs> reaction to the third one. It's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> the gif encapsulated the response perfectly. To it the really did one. for me. Um, now he does finally. This man starts to finally break and yell at his wife about how much he hates her. He says, you only want to talk about plastic surgery. And I could not. I had to pause the film at that moment. (laughs) Because those are mighty big words for the dude with the most obvious nose job in the room. (laughs) Do you want to know how old she is? She's 35. And I'm like, okay. She's 35. Yeah, she's an old crone by that point. Ugh, gross, 35. Who would well, ever I fa- turn 35? Well, I actually found out that apparently in Japan, not Japan, but in China, if you're not married by the age of 27, you're called leftovers. 
Yikes. Yeah. Luckily, I got married. I mean, according to the first one, either you're negative years old or apparently you're 27 and you're leftovers. And there's literally nothing in between. Yeah. No. Not after Aunt May gets there. Uh, yeah, this is the part where my notes just completely fall apart for cut. Hey, what the hell is happening anymore? Why does a wig disguise this boy he's never met? Why does he need a wig? He didn't know him in the first place. I do like when she, when uh, she manages to free her mouth and starts screaming, kill her, like, over and over again. That was pretty good. Yeah, finally opens up who that character It wasn't yeah. just, like, a, a weird mannequin. Um yeah, no, I'm I'm still like I I think I think maybe that's my problem with the ending is once the wig fell off of this little boy, I couldn't stop thinking of uh was it Justice League or was it Batman the Brave and the Bold where the Joker inhabits I think it must be a, a Justice League. He inhabits the flat the Flash's body or is it, it might be Lex it, Luthor. It's Luthor. It's, it's Luthor. Luthor uses technology to inhabit the body of the Flash. He's like, time to see who this guy is. And he gets in a mirror and he takes off the mask and he's like, who is this? I've never seen this man in my That's life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Who is this guy? It's brilliant. In that That's context, it's brilliant, right? He's choking this little girl. The wig falls off and it's a little boy that he still doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> anyway, the end of this one really lost me. Well, yeah, I mean, because all of a sudden he goes into this delirium and it's implied that he thinks he's choking the boy, but he's actually choking his wife. Right. And I'm like, how did we how did we get there? Because he lost his mind, apparently farting with a rubber (laughs) hose around your waist and then having to. By the way, not only did he lose the physical challenge of the the farting, but then he had to like. Uh, like like beg he had to he he had to prostrate himself in front of our uh antagonist to say that he had made a mistake he wasn't prepared he'll do better next time (laughs) give him one other shot for those of you who might think that we are jumping around this film we're not yeah because this film jumps around (laughs) we did pretty much in point one to point thirty of this film, like we really didn't jump around very much. I mean, the third story is non-linear, also, but it's meant to be non-linear just to confuse the fuck out of us until we find out what's actually going on. Right. The first story is linear. And, yes. And this one was just like, what? It oh, didn't know. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, you're like, uh, 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 uh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of jumping around. I can't believe I didn't talk about the weirdly misquoted Bible verse. About putting a needle through a camel's nostril. Oh, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. It was like, what is happening? It was quite late at night. I started this uh, after we had uh, a meeting for the, the con in March. And so after we got home is when I started Three Extremes. And so this was, you know, an hour or whatever into it. I was like, am I just too tired? Do I need to go to bed? (laughs) No, there's no amount of rest that you're going to have that's going to make this make any sense. To make this story make sense, yeah. I'm really glad I saw it before going to bed and not as soon as I woke up and having to think about it the whole day. 
oh, you didn't think about it the next day? That would have ruined me. I wrote down all my notes and closed the notebook. <laughs> I have to think about She's it. She's like, I'm fucking done with this. No, the third one kind of kind of took up the rest of the real estate there, trying to figure it out. But I'll tell you, Lenny Kravitz's scarf was so good in that third movie. It's <laughs> real big. Real big scarf. Real big scarf and psycho. Like the 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 attempt to make this third one psychosexual that just couldn't land. Was it? Was it that the erotic thriller had gotten there, like the ones that we made in the 90s, like hit Japan, and they were like, what if we did something kind of like that, but made it our thing, and then it just didn't quite jive? Erotic thriller, but with children. I don't don't know. But also, they lead us to believe that her big obstacle is that she can't type. Which is the thing that literally not one single middle school student in the state of Texas, and I would know, can do. Well, keep in mind the the time frame, right? I guess as a, I don't know, man. It seems like you'd be able to make do. Like, Mavis Beacon was still around in those days. Yeah, but they weren't getting her into her weird little whatever loft apartment thing she was in. Where she that had a wood-burning stove in the middle of it. It was an abandoned insurance office that she lived in? Maybe? Yeah. But yeah. maybe didn't. I don't know. I guess I got real bogged down trying to figure out who was actually weird in this movie. Well, they I mean, all were. Well, yeah, they all were, but keep in mind. Well, I mean, I don't want to you know, jump to the ending or anything, but I think it was kind of made that way on purpose when, you know, you figure out that this is all but a dream. Uh, Yeah, when when we get into the first flashback, it started to make a little more sense. It's like, oh, these are little Sia kids. Okay. (laughs) Although Although I do love, I know exactly when Andy got to this segment of the movie, because all of a sudden I got this text which that said, ah, the origin story of Shen Yun. Yeah, I'm so glad we finally, I told you we would get there eventually on this show. I'm glad that you did it for me, Roy. I'm really, I really appreciate that. Yes. So it's like, Shen Yun meets magic tricks, but make it no theater. Yeah, it's, it's the prestige. And Michael Caine like, is off stage. And one of the weirdest but interpretations. Weird and stilted. One of the most weirdest interpretations of the mask from the Phantom of the Opera I've ever seen, also. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty strange. I'm just going to take some white latex and slap it on my face. And uh, we'll come to that in a minute because uh, <laughs> I have some thoughts whenever we get to when that becomes important. Uh, yeah, I just don't. <sighs> Yeah, there's a note in the middle here. I said, man, I really thought I was understanding this for a second. And then that doll showed up. And I don't oh, yeah. And gone. <laughs> the doll that they wrap in plastic and contort. And then she's just in the woods. And then she's in the woods it. in the snow. And I don't. I didn't. Maybe part of why I'm bogged down is it's. I live in Texas. It's so easy to forget that when it snows, the rest of the world doesn't just shut down and grind to a screeching halt. <laughs> You so think that would stop they're, her? They're doing anything, and it's snowing. I was like, that seems like a lot of snow. 
Yeah, now it's, she's still doing performance art in the snow with a yeah. fucking dart. Yeah, They're just, like, dog. hanging out. Like, it's fine. Nobody even cares. They meet at a gazebo that man whose relationship to her I never really fully properly understood. Uh, her editor? Is I guess. Boyfriend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. She took You're off her coat to. for him to reveal a pretty modest uh, dress, really. Uh, yeah, she she took off her giant spacesuit coat to reveal her <laughs> sexy Jackie O outfit. <laughs> that covered 100% of all of the sexy parts of her body. I, I don't know, man. The fabric of our lives. It was. It was the fabric of her life. Um, now, again, I'm broken. <laughs> but... Okay. Yeah, this one meant to, it was meant to break you. I was happy yeah, with it. I mean, the damage has been done. Um, I kind of do want one of those boxes for, like, Machachki's. Which one? The box inside the box or the box inside the box inside the box? Oh, I, want, I want the, not not a burned version, but the one that the little Sia girls would get into. Either one of those would be great. Oh, you want to get into one of the boxes? Sea girls, I love it. They are. They're the little Sia girls. <laughs> if Sia had known that those two girls existed in 2004, she would have gotten a lot more famous a lot more quickly. Yeah, one, two, three, one, two, three, contort. That would have been. Yes, her, exactly. That would have been her answer to the Harajuku girls that Gwen Stefani pimped out. See, this could have been a whole new timeline. But it's, I just started thinking of different things to avoid the fact that I was so completely confused. I was Tim Robinson. I don't know what any of this shit is that I'm fucking scared. <laughs> Listen, it is it is Japanese horror. Like straight from the Yeah. Teeth, which is not gonna make sense. Mm-hmm. Really but, It took me a couple times to watch this one to finally figure out what the hell was going on. Do we need to discuss the fact that you've watched it more than once? Because yeah. that seems like a problem <laughs> that we need to well, I own it. I own a DVD copy of this thing, so that that answers your question. It's good. It was in that Biling box set you bought. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, I mean, the whole thing is meant to be confusing because the whole thing turns out to be nothing but just one continuous dream that this bitch is having. And you know, every time she's looking over on her side of the bed, I mean, we finally find out why she keeps looking over on her side of the bed, but. The one thing that's never answered is why her conjoined twin is eternally 10 years old. Yeah, that was my last note is, so she's what now? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we're, we're doing all this thing about her accidentally killing her sister and setting her on fire and and all this stuff. And the but then ed- this guy shows up and I'm like, is he her dad is well, he a criminal who was abusing children sexually, or is he just sort of gross? Because he's kind of groping on the doll, and then on her, but she's an adult, and they may or may not be related. Is he magic? Because it kind of seemed like a voodoo situation, and then also the whole conjoined twin is perpetually a child. I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, that's why she wears big big coats. That's why she wears so many coats. Yeah, it's a big. She wears that. She never takes off the big coats because there's a conjoined twin there. But the she's a baby still. I don't, sure. 
You know, they could have went. Part of this, are you not understanding, Courtney? She's a baby adult with a conjoined twin that never ages. Her dad was in the circus, made them do contortionist shit. She got jealous. She stabbed her dad in the head with a weird dart that was just wrapped in, uh, like, twine. Um, uh, She got the dart from Daiso. And then lit lit the kid on fire, and then the dad spent. I don't know, eight or nine scenes burying in a really big hole, by the way, like (laughs) an enormous hole burying the burnt box of the, of the dream child that that dreams of killing her sister should have killed her sister um, and didn't. So now she's stuck with this conjoined twin that she then has to either explain or not explain to her editor, who is also her father. Maybe, maybe we don't know, but also her, her dead sister is a ghost that, stands in the hallway and then floats up to the ceiling, which was great, uh, by the way. Um, And she has a wood-burning stove in the middle of her um, derelict insurance office that she uses for warmth. That may or may not also be her house that has a totally normal bed in it. Yeah, where's her bed in this insurance office? I don't... (laughs) What part of that do you not get, Courtney? Uh, you know, the part that they, I have the biggest question about is why was it supposed to be scary when the man came out in the mask and he ripped the mask off of his face when we knew it was a mask? Yeah. Also, that's not where the hole was that she stabbed him with. Yeah. Just saying. It would just turn into, into a scratch because of magic. But I just think, though, what could have happened is she could have had the conjoined twin part removed and kept it in a wicker basket. And then at that point, it became... Japanese basket case. Yeah, I mean this this really was Japanese basket case when you get down to it. I I really <laughs> didn't rock this one at all. I loved it. This is my favorite one. Completely non ironically. Of course it was because it's the most confusing. You like to lean. <laughs> I lean in. I'm like MSNBC. Yeah, Courtney, if you thought this one's confusing, wait till I show you Hasu. Why? Oh, yeah. Hatsu is fantastic. <laughs> I'm already dead. Stop. I'm already dead. <laughs> That's a Creed song, isn't it? Oh no, I wish you hadn't said that. I'm gonna have to think about who it was. Yeah, now you gotta now you gotta think about that. Probably has a conjoined twin under his big wool coat. That song's gonna be sung for the Texas Rangers. I'm already dead. It's freaking Lone This is the one time in the history of this show that a sports joke was made. By the way, I just want to be real fucking clear about that. I quit. You're right. I can't wait for the Rangers to win the Basketball World Series. That's right. They're going to be first and ten, and then they're going to get nailed for blue lining. And, and then they're going to get yellow-carded. <laughs> yeah. High lie. I don't know if you guys know this, but I am sports. Ooh, the best Clearly. This is a sports podcast now, by the, the way. Best, best pickleball on earth. Oh, God. I got paid to go to a pickleball game. I'm sorry. Where I could sign up to play in this sort of fake tournament. <clears throat> and I was like... No, no, no. Thank I'm you. Sorry. I shan't. That sounds like some pretty woman Julia Roberts shit. I think it was probably for your job, but the way you phrased that. That was some dude. I don't know. Some dude <laughs> off the street picked me up. 
No, uh, our convocation this year was held at a pickleball court. <laughs> Not oh, was, a joke. Was it chicken and pickle? It was indeed at chicken and pickle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a perfectly lovely convocation, okay? But it was so hot outside. I just wanted to be inside. I'm an indoor cat. I've been declawed. And my owners didn't know at the time that it was so bad. Um <laughs> Yeah, Andy, we have a place out here now called. We have a, a place out here now in uh, DFW called Chicken and Pickle. And when I first heard Chicken and Pickle, I thought that that's what they served was chicken with pickles. But no, well they do. I mean, but, but it's this big ass complex where you could go play pickleball or you could play cornhole and also eat fried chicken. Yes, sweet, sweet. Yep, and I sat and watched a bunch of my coworkers play pickleball for a long time while people talked about how great the school year was going to be. And I do not get the only thing I could think about was I don't give a fuck about pickleball, and I really hate being out here. It's a hundred and ten degrees. Don't get the I don't get the appeal. It's like it's like looking at at badminton. It's like you know what? Okay, we got badminton, but what if we change it from tennis rackets to ping pong ball rackets and change the shuttlecock to a wiffle ball and then take the tennis court and shrink it down to one eighth size. Roy, they just Mm -hmm. white people just keep renaming the same thing, something different (laughs) and then just putting it out there for people. You know what we should do? Shrink tennis. You know what we should do? Make ping pong bigger. And they just keep going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if it was water polo, but yes. more dangerous and what on if, dry land and you used, um, you used a pizza flipper, um, to smack a ball around and you rode around on like hobby horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next? shout out to my brother who literally played inner tube water polo in college. <laughs> it's a credit to credit, baby. I love I how we went off on this tangent. I, I love how we went off on this tangent about pickleball in order to break away from the fact that Courtney got broken by a conjoined twin Japanese ghost story. <laughs> I thought she was ready. I don't think she is. I don't think she's ready yet. If this one got her, I don't think she's ready yet. I don't even believe that she was actually a conjoined twin. I'm ready, ready for her to freaking wake up again, and it's all is the that whole the dream? It's going to be her freaking dream. Is that the dream? Was that the dream or was or was that a dream or was the the rest of it real? And that was her dream to escape the fact that she killed her sister. Now, it was American Horror Story freak show in Japan. And I'm not I'm not a philosopher. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I guess congratulations are in order then. I'm I'm not here to make a big philosophical thesis about whether or not whatever happened happened or if it was something totally different turns out it's actually some story about a lady got got turned into a bird because of kabuki or whatever wow (laughs) you are you are talking like i did the first time i saw twice dead this is gonna end up being your favorite movie what's gonna happen oh my god Have we officially broke Courtney? Yeah, I think we did a good job. <laughs> I think we did a good job. We finally got it there. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, so overall, gang, would you recommend this movie? Yes. Yes. To everyone. How mad are you at yourself? Can you show this to children? Please, for me. (laughs) Yeah, make sure they watch Dumpling. Make sure they watch the Dumpling segment. Show them how tenuous their life really is. (laughs) (laughs) Or how easily it is to extend it. Yes, exactly. Well, I have some good news for the month of Oct- uh, for the month of November then for you because we're going in a totally different direction. So, of course, in November, Andy and I are finally going to do repo- we're Dick Shark. We're doing Dick Shark, and we we'll go. Nothing repo- says Thanksgiving Opera. like Dick Shark. Yeah, nothing says Thanksgiving like Repo the Genetic Opera and Dick Shark. Hey. But the movie the three of us are doing, I am I'm so excited to show this one to you. Um, so this movie is known as the, one of the most dangerous movies ever made. God. Uh, 70 members of the cast and crew were harmed and hospitalized in the making of this film. Homeward bound. (laughs) (laughs) This, this, this was a passion project of the stars of the film because they wanted to show just how misunderstood these animals were. Uh, but I mean, the good news is, is none of the animals were harmed in the making of the movie, but yeah, we actually see in the film, the cast members getting attacked and maimed and mauled and and injured. And by cast members, I mean, we got some, some A-list names in this thing. We are going to be watching the... 1981 dangerous film Roar, starring Tippi yeah. Hedren and Melanie Griffin. Yeah. Huh. Um, I can't wait. There is one moment in this movie where you will see a lion grab Melanie Griffith by her face <laughs> and whip her head around. That's just Mel Gibson. And, and yeah, I just the stories I have to tell about the making of this movie. I this this movie was lost for years, and then Alamo Drafthouse uh, found a copy of it and decided to team up with all of films and distribute it in 2015, so that people could finally see this thing to believe it. Um, and I remember reading about this in Tippi Hedren's uh, autobiography also, and I'm just like. What the actual fuck? And when when this movie was given the brief theatrical release, we went to go see it, and I'm sitting there the whole time like a confused Caligula. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and why why did they think this was a good idea? Why what what? Because they purposely created this uh, place called Shambhala, which was an African preserve where they had all sorts of predatory cats living together at the same time, uh, which were lions, panthers, and then they imported tigers from Asia over to Africa and had all of them living on this property together. Sounds perfect. And it's like, what could go wrong? Everything went wrong. And we see it all. What happens when Joe Exotic is in charge? That's right. (laughs) And we see it all happen in this movie. We we see everything that could go wrong does go wrong in this movie. The blood in the movie is real blood. 
that we see from the actors. Jeez. Um, all of the attacks that happened in the film, none of it was staged. The cast did all their own stunts, and we see a sequence where um, Tippi Hedren goes falling down cartoon style in an oak barrel down a flight of stairs. Uh, she had to be hospitalized after that because she both broke she broke both her legs. Gosh. Uh, yeah. So I can't wait to show this movie to you guys. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. Because nothing says Thanksgiving like getting a bunch People of animals. Watching that beloved sh- movie stars get maimed. Like yeah, like watching. Classic actress Tippi Hedren and Academy Award nominee Melanie Griffith getting maimed to death and and a bunch of animals living together that shouldn't be living together. As a social, they don't seem too jazzed about it from the way you talk. (laughs) Or they're super jazzed about it. One of the two. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the other thing I do want to point out about this was that uh, the director of photography of this film was Jan Debont. And he too was injured in the making of this movie. <laughs> so wow, yeah. This is Spider-Man turn off the dark. Yeah, it so it's, it's wonderful that you you know you brought that up in, in, before we started recording. Uh, because You're welcome I'm, for the full did circle it make moment. Money? We'll talk about it in part one. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about. We'll talk. We'll cover that. I'm sure. But yeah, the minute you mentioned that, I was like, funny you should mention. Spider Man. <laughs> because. Wow. Yeah. So that's. Oh, also, uh, speaking of animals, rest in peace, Bobby, world's oldest dog, died today as we're recording. Yeah. 32, oh, 31, oh, and six 31, months. I think. Oh. Yeah, 31, six, 31 and five months, I think is what I saw. Oh. Wild. That dog was old when we lost the Twin Towers. Yeah, I I can't believe you lost them. Yeah, we as a country, we all lost them. I can't find them. Can you? I mean, I think I know where they are. Let us know, man. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll take a trip. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) A thousand lions will melt steel beams. I don't know if you know that or not. So. All right, let's get the truck. This is what happens when you put lions and tigers together. Let's go to Shambhala. Like three dog night. Yeah. We're gonna grab all the lions. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're gonna take them up to the t- building seven. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing all of it. Hitting it all. This is what this show does to you. Courtney start doing you don't even know what you're saying at this point, Courtney. You're just saying words and it's great because that's what oh. happens. After all, what is podcasting but saying words? Uh <laughs> <laughs> But this is actually all a dream, is it? Is the thing. You're my None of this win. is real. And it turns out that my daughter is actually my conjoined twin and oh, is somehow no. five forever. You're my conjoined twin. Roy's got a mask on his face. Oh. And we're eating dumplings. Yeah. And my child is a box and my husband is another box. That's true. Actually, and also that your like husband a- is um, a garden, is, is a big fire hose. And your daughter is a blender that doesn't work the my way it's child is a blender box. that just works way better than it should. Yeah. My child is a box and my husband's another box. Wasn't that a no doubt song? It, well, I was gonna say I think that's an Allison Chain song lyric, but 
Shakespeare's sister wrote something like that yeah. once. No, yeah. I'm just so mad still. I have to go back and talk about this. The other box doesn't even matter. <laughs> so mad. She's so mad about things. <laughs> We're going to be trying to record in November. She's still going to be bringing up the box. Yeah. So mad she at is. it. Yep. Yep. We but broke it her. did matter. We but broke it did her. matter. Because that's real. The she, hole was so big. Why the conjoined so twin big? is her guilt for killing her sister. She, she didn't kill her sister. Embrace what? The she did or didn't? I don't know anymore. <laughs> this, is, this is your call Cthulhu moment. Embrace yeah. the madness. Yeah, this is your twice dead. <laughs> this is All your is screaming gone. about how time doesn't matter. I hate the circus. She's just walking around now. She's got full Howard Hughes high station zebra. She's got shoot, she's got empty tissue boxes on her feet. She's wearing a bathrobe. She she's, she's lining up the milk bottles that she drank so she could pee in them. Yep. This is what she's got a bunch of monitors and it's all just boxes that she's got cameras on trying to figure out which one's real and which one isn't. Who's even going to that circus? <laughs> me i would go to that circus i would be a weird old asian man one of five that sit there and watch these two girls climb into a box and turn into roses or flower petals or whatever and what, how'd you feel about that? that they advertise on instagram that you get when you don't know what to get your mom for mother's day it's just a box full of paper flowers yeah that explodes yes it pulls out and then there's like but the, the other thing is when that box explodes and falls out, it should have been like, there should have been Butterfingers taped to the inside. That would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> and then another box with Reese cups and then another box. And then a, and then a, um, then a Barnes and Nobles gift card. Happy mother's day, mom. I don't, I don't know. Enough about like conjoined out. ghost twin. They could have turned into edible arrangements. They could have. They could have, but that really would have been the first one. Why didn't they make those? If it, if this was nineteen, if this was two thousand, the same time period in America, those fetuses would have been in edible arrangements. There would, have been a, there would have been a piece of pineapple and a fetus and some chocolate. She would have gotten that edible arrangement, and she would have been. There's like so much pineapple in this one. There's uh, too much, but it's one like would say too much pineapple. pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, we, one pineapple's like three dollars. It's not nearly enough of the other stuff. It's not. Yeah, there's no any melon. The fucking cantaloupe in this <laughs> baby in this fetus this fetus arrangement that I was sent. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody! Waka waka. Spay right. and neuter your daughters so they don't have spay and so Bayling doesn't come after them. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your box the- out front for Bayling. <laughs> Leave your box out. <laughs> that was a cute Mento box that she had though. She was. I mean, she was adorable in this movie. <laughs> she was adorable. Her little singy dancy thing was great. I mean, she just found something that works. I pan fried these for you next time, but we'll try different routines next time you come over to try my dumplings. And she just was a woman that found something that works. 
and she did it. She was really a community organizer, is what she was. But one last question: the sound of the crunch was it satisfying for you? Why? Why were the steamed <laughs> dumplings so crunchy? They were steamed. She well, made a whole thing out of it. They they put creatine in them. They 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 they. She took. I've been watching a lot of Halloween baking shows. They took some um they, they took some real thin um dough and they put it over top of them when they bake and then it turns into what they call crackling and then that crackling <laughs> it really was they should have made a pet issue out of those fetuses at the end of the day <laughs> I can't <laughs> they should have made a feet issue and they didn't they really and really, at the end of the day, the judges are going to dock them for that. They they didn't understand the challenge, and <laughs> Chef Carlos, they're like, "This is yeah. crunchy." <laughs> what is her? What is her? What is her? Um, what is her catchphrase? What does Dude. she say? Dude, right? Yes, I would love for Chef Carla to sit there and eat one of those and be like, "Dude." <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right, we should folks. go now before uh, we're on that arrested. note. <laughs> Join us next month when we will be discussing Dick Shark, um, Repo the Genetic Opera, and Roar. Talk to y'all later, folks. Dude.